0: The actor Elliot Page, known for starring in Juno, has come out as trans in an emotional and revealing statement. Another silver monolith has been found, this time in Romania. And everyone has some serious feelings about Happiest Season. We break it all down with BuzzFeed's Shannon Keating.
1: The date, December 1st, 2020.
0: The Time News O'Clock.
1: Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham.
0: And I'm Zach Stafford. Welcome to BuzzFeed's News O'Clock.
1: Wait, Zach, I need to talk about this because this is so wild to me. Have you heard about Kelly Clarkson's absolutely bonkers divorce?
0: I began Googling it before the show today (laughs) to better understand.
1: So she's been going, you know, through these divorce proceedings, but we just found out that her ex, Brandon Blackstock, is asking for $436,000 a month in support. And also, Girl, two million almost. to cover attorney fees. I know that's absolutely wild, isn't Wait, it?
0: The math of that is like five plus million dollars in like alimony. That's wild.
1: I know it truly is wild, and you know it's also wild because she was awarded custody of her kids. So I'm like, is he asking for all that and spousal support? Which, by the way, he probably doesn't need because he's a talent manager. And guess who one of his clients is? Blake Shelton. So uh, <laughs> uh, just don't be greedy
0: this what the tldr is this man is too rich to be asking for five million dollars from kelly clarkson case in point i'm also ashamed to say we're all from the same area of tennessee so i have been around these people a few times i do not know them i've never met kelly clarkson but they all have enough money we're good here bye brandon
1: (laughs) okay zach it's time for today's top stories what's going on
0: All right. So President Trump's coronavirus advisor, Scott Atlas, resigned yesterday. You might remember him from his famous tweets that included this shot at Michigan governor Gretchen Whitmer. He stated, the only way this stops is if people rise up. You get what you accept. Hashtag freedom matters. Hashtag step up. If you're wondering how Atlas is handling his resignation, he had this to say on, of course, Fox News. You know, I I think uh, we've—this is very important, I think. We we see that objective journalism is nearly dead, and I think we now saw that science uh, has been politicized, uh, and uh, it's it's very, very dangerous. Uh, You know, I, I think we should all be very concerned about it, let's put it that way. Meanwhile, a lot of you might have been following the story of the silver monolith found in Utah about a week ago that vanished. Well, another silver monolith appeared, this time in the countryside of Romania. The mayor of Petra Nips wrote on Facebook, "Quote: There is no reason to panic for those who think there is still life in the universe. My guess is that some alien, cheeky, and terrible teenagers left home with their parents' UFO and started planting metal monoliths around the world. First in Utah, and then in Pietranips. I am honored that they chose our city. The structure has also now vanished from Romania. So this case keeps getting weirder and
1: weirder. How is that the best statement a mayor has ever made
0: <laughs> on his Facebook?" What Personal Facebook. Facebook. Personal Facebook here. That
1: is so good. I love it.
0: Yeah, we're all having a lot of fun. I thought it was a reset button for 2020. The mayor thinks it's teenagers driving a UFO around that they stole from their parents. <laughs> we all are having a little fun here. It's because it's almost the end of the year. We're all going crazy. So there um, we go. We're accurate. good there. <laughs> And also, quick note, we should know that Scott Alice has resigned during a lame duck period for President Trump. But we are still seeing massive uh, increases in the coronavirus spreading across America. So there is still work for him to do. So anyway, that's all I have to say about that.
1: Oh, what timing. <laughs> all
0: right, Casey, so get us up to speed on everything we need to know in pop culture and entertainment today.
1: Well, we've got a really big and great story to talk about Elliot Page, the actor known for Juno and Umbrella Academy, has come out as trans in an emotional and revealing statement, revealing that they will use the pronouns he, they. In the statement, Page reveals his joy at being confident and secure enough in his identity to come out, but that he's also fearful, writing, quote, "...the truth is, despite feeling profoundly happy right now and knowing how much privilege I carry, I'm also scared. I'm scared of the invasiveness, the hate, the jokes, and of violence." Page goes on to call out politicians backing hateful anti-trans legislation, citing the staggering statistics of violence against trans women of color, and ends by saying he'll use his platform to make the world a better place for the trans community.
0: I'm just so grateful that Elliot has let us in you know I'm over talking about coming out I don't think it's Mm -hmm. coming out I think it's Mm -hmm. a letting in and -hmm. Elliot who Mm -hmm. has been in the public eye as a queer person for a long time um, has been on a journey and they have allowed us into that journey so I'm just really excited I'm proud of you Elliot wonderful
1: I am too, especially because, you know, Elliot has been such an advocate for the queer community. So I'm just excited for the addition to this. You know, this is a whole nother perspective now. And um, I, I'm excited for everything that he's going to do because it's going to be great. I just know it.
0: And I just have to think contextually here. You know, yesterday we were talking about our dear Laverne Cox facing violence. So when Elliot does talk about violence facing trans folks, it's not just non not famous people. This is famous people, too. So what Elliot has done here is tremendously important and and scary for them. And I I'm just excited that they are really reaching out and letting us support them through this because it's not going to be easy, And but we're here for them.
1: And moving on, if you want to know what privilege looks like, look no further than Felicity Huffman. Yes, the ex-con who served time for her role in the college admissions scandal has landed her first acting gig post-release. And it's not just like a tiny little role. It's the lead in an ABC sitcom. In case you need a refresher, Huffman served just 11 days for her role in The Scandal, in which she admitted to paying someone to boost her daughter's SAT score. The series is inspired by the life of Susan Savage, the owner of a triple A baseball team in Sacramento. Huffman has signed on to star as Savage.
0: I... I... <sighs> I knew this was coming. I emotionally prepared for this, but I guess I didn't prepare enough because I am quite annoyed just because there's countless stories of Black poor people doing similar things just to try to get their kids access to good schooling who are still in jail and not having jobs. And Felicity Hoffman has a starring role on a network television show.
1: (gasps) I mean, you can see me right now. My head is down, hand on head, eyes closed. I mean, it's just wild. I just, which executive at ABC was like, you know who would be a big name? And then it's like, okay, are you not going to deal at all with, like, the ethical and moral problems with this? Obviously not, because she's the lead. I just want
0: us as a culture to move past celebrating rich people for getting away with illegal things we just need to move past it like donald trump just sat in office for four years doing it we are post this so do not support anymore we've got to move past the culture (laughs) (laughs) all right so when we come back we're talking all about hulu's queer rom-com happiest season stay right there
1: Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh my god, I want to come through the screen and hug you. Hey everybody, Jessica Zor here, also known as Vanessa Abrams on Gossip Girl. I am so excited to share my new podcast with you guys. It's called XOXO, and it's a walk down memory lane all about Gossip Girl. I'll chat with some of the cast, crew, fans of the show. And I'm just so pumped for you guys to go on this journey with me. Hi, I'm Ed Westwick. I played with Chuck Bass. I just can't believe that I did that with my life. Jay, we had like the most amazing time. Listen to XOXO on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football?
1: Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name?
0: Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody.
2: Our vast network has the NFL's best talent bringing you right into the action each week. There's always room to add more football into your podcast rotation, and our vast group of shows will surely keep you up to date with everything you need to know surrounding the National Football League.
0: Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome back. Hulu's happiest season has taken the internet by storm. Everyone has a take on the film, which is centered on couple Harper and Abby visiting Harper's family for the holidays. The catch? Harper's family doesn't know she's queer. Do you remember this summer when I came out to my parents and they took it really well?
2: Yeah. You didn't tell them.
0: To hash it out, we're joined by BuzzFeed culture writer Shannon Keating. Good afternoon, Shannon.
2: Good afternoon, Zach. I feel
0: like I have to do my journalistic due diligence and say that I loved your piece and I agreed with it so much. Oh, thank so I feel you. bad for Casey today, where I think it's going to be me and you versus Casey.
2: <gasps> no, it's not first me. <laughs> I'm kidding. It I'm is kidding. Not, I, mean, <laughs> it's me. I do think that it's so interesting, though, that it feels like the discourse of this has really fallen along like either you need to feel like you love it or you hate it. And I feel yeah. like there, there can, there's plenty of That's room great. in between. Exactly. That is where I lie, Zach.
0: There's gray. There's so much gray. I'm just trying to stress Casey out. So before we we get into it, because not every listener has seen this film or knows what we're talking about, um, I want to give some background. So the movie stars Kristen Stewart as the protagonist, Abby. Mackenzie Davis as her closeted girlfriend, Harper. Aubrey Plaza as Harper's ex, Riley. And Dan Levy as Abby's also gay best friend, John. Dan, of course, from Schitt's Creek. And it was co-written and directed by Clea Duvall, iconic queer woman in Hollywood.
1: And we also have to say that the other co-writer was Mary Holland, who played is everyone's mm. fan favorite, Jane. <laughs>
2: yes, scene stealer.
1: Seriously, though. So, Shannon, this is for anyone who didn't read your article. Did you like the movie? Yeah,
2: you know, I wanted to like it really badly, and I had I had moments where I was truly charmed. I did have moments where I did laugh, but I was kind of nagged the entire time by a kind of, like, underlying sense of disappointment, kind of just with the entire premise which I think a lot of us were a little spooked by ever since we saw the trailer and knew that it would be a story about someone who is not only closeted herself but who is taking her formally out partner into her family and asking her to also go back in the closet And I think for me and for I think some other queer viewers, too, it's that is such a stressful premise that it was hard to enjoy the hijinks throughout. So, uh,
1: yeah, I, I agree with your feelings on that. And then this was the question that got me. Will you watch
2: this movie? Oh, again? Oh yeah, I will totally watch it again. And I, and I <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna you watch know, it like, again. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's the thing. It's just like I'm gonna watch it again. Is it because it's one of the only queer holiday movies we have? Maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to support the culture sometimes. Uh, all right, so we should put some context here on like why this movie got made. Clee Duvall has said that this is her story. She had an ex that forced her back into the closet. Uh, so, Shannon did we get this type of traumatic coming out story because this is a point of view of an older lesbian generation? And also, I guess, caveat, but is this something that's like a product of like Hollywood just moves slow sometimes? I
2: think that both of those things are definitely true. I do think Hollywood moves slow and... That the culture tends to move on a lot more quickly, especially when it comes to... I mean, this is the first ever big studio-backed queer rom-com, which is pretty major. And with any big first, you know, there's going to typically be some kind of remnants of some older, more traditional values and... I also think that this being Clea's own story is the reason why it feels like it's from an older time. And for me, I just kind of wonder, like, why not set it as a period piece then, you know? Like, I think the movie tries to feel very out of time in a way, like, to, like, really kind of make it a classic Christmas kind of tale but to me it was very jarring to see what felt like a kind of retrograde approach to queerness alongside conversations about like bumble you know like it was confusing
0: yeah it was pretty confusing and something I've been trying to rationalize with the confusion is that like this is being told from Clea slash Abby's perspective which I guess makes my question to you be, is that why we don't like Harper so much? Is this like Clea getting back at this X in some way that <laughs> kind of put her through, through the ringer?
2: <laughs> I think it is interesting and kind of difficult to understand. I mean, we... All of us, I think, who watch this movie are really rooting for Abby. I mean, I'm even, I just feel so proud of Kristen Stewart, too. She's come so far. Yeah. So, so far, far. So far. You know, and yeah. I think it's also its also interesting that she said that she took on this movie because it was her story as well. But for her, she wasn't just closeted in front of her or someone else's family. It was, like, in front of the entire world. Oh, my God. I was so busy fawning over Kristen Stewart. I forgot your question, Zach. <laughs>
0: Relatable. <laughs> I was just trying to see, like, why we have no empathy for Harper. Because, you know, a lot of times I think queer storytellings are centered on the closeted person. And this was the first time I've seen Itch focus on, like, the kind of passive violence you face of being forced back into a closet because you're
2: Definitely. I mean, I friend. think on the one hand, it didn't help that she was wearing a terrible wig. Hard to empathize <laughs> with a bad wig. On the other... Yeah, I mean, I I think she kind of seemed like she could have been that character who's set up in these kinds of movies, who's like the the nice but not the best partner, who you know, who's going to be like swept away later by someone else, you know. And I I I do wonder if that was a result of there being so much care put into Abby's character and making her likable that that wasn't extended to Harper, but that also just makes it really hard to. Enjoy what is supposed to be a romance. You know, I want to care and believe and root for the couple, even if, you know, there's always, of course, there's gonna be problems, there could be bumps in the road. But to me, it seems like Harper has still very deep seated issues that she still has to work out.
0: Something that I appreciated throughout was how it represented queer friendship. You know, Dan Levy and Kristen Stewart's characters do seem to really like each other and support each other. And that felt very authentic to me, especially in the beginning where he's like, why do you want to get into a marriage? Like, that's the patriarchy. Like, I love that. That reminded me of my queer friendships. Um, but for you, did that redeem it for you? Was that exciting for you to see on on screen?
2: A hundred percent. And I'm glad you brought that up because I do think that that is a huge strength of this movie, it's one of my biggest pet peeves that for so many queer characters in TV and movies, they just seem to exist in a non-queer universe. You know, it's just, you see a queer character and if there's another queer character, it's someone they're hooking up with. It's someone they're dating and you don't, we've so rarely get to see the portrayal of our, of queer friendships. And that definitely was the strongest element of the film for me. Mm.
1: Okay, so listeners, now we are getting into spoiler territory. We have to talk about the ending. It's extremely controversial, so skip the next few minutes if you haven't watched yet and want it to be a surprise. Abby and Harper end up together. The big take by everyone online seems to be would the movie have been saved if Abby ended up with Harper's ex, Riley, who was played by
2: Aubrey mm-hmm. Plaza? And you know what? I I don't want to answer for you Shannon, but I think we all have the same answer. <laughs> I think we do. And you know, I think I think it's hard when you've got a gorgeous head of hair competing with that crazy wig. You know, like, Aubrey just looked (laughs) incredible. But I also think, to me, that would have added an even more fun and, like, specifically queer twist Mm -hmm. because it's such a classic to date the ex of your ex, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think in in a straight movie or in a different kind of movie, you could totally see this ex character as a way to, like, learn more about Harper, you know. But to me, I was like, in this context, it makes sense to me that these guys would have chemistry and would get together. 100%.
0: And you know, to kind of push back, but also agree tremendously with you, Shannon, one of the older tropes of modern rom-coms, I'm thinking Family Stone, which I know uh, Casey's also a fan of. The Switch. These things end with people with the other person's ex. That's like an old rom-com holiday movie trope why do we as queer people, that was the one straight thing I wanted to happen in this film is that we end up with the exes. <laughs> it also was inherently queer. So why do we think they didn't do that? Because, you know, I think the bigger question that I'm, I see coming up with like a Ben Shapiro on Twitter is it like, who is this movie like kind of made for? Was it made for like the right to love queer people or was this for queer people to love queer people? And I feel like the ending kind of winks to who that was for in my mind. So I'd love your thoughts. Cause you were brilliant in this space.
2: <laughs> I think that, you know, for maybe whether it was for Cleo, for Hulu, or just kind of the whole production involved, I think it was important for these two characters to be together in the end. I mean, the cynical part of me says that it's because ultimately this family needs to be redeemed, you know? Like, we need to be able to feel that happy, lovey sense of family togetherness at the end, and if... Abby hadn't been able to be fully integrated into that family Then those kind of like more traditional tropes of the holiday rom-com, which really at the end of the day is really about, you know, the sanctity of the nuclear family and like family, you know, it's just very, that I think had to be the message at the end of the movie, which to me does feel kind of like it was maybe more for straight people.
1: I watched the movie with my mom and I already knew I had read a lot about people's reactions to it before I watched the movie. And I wanted to know what hers was before I said them out loud to her. And I said, what did you think of the movie? And she said, I loved it. Here were my problems, but I loved it. And I want to watch it again <laughs> with you. And it's like, okay, I'll take a gay movie I get to watch with my mom. I, like, that is a yeah, really special that is moment. Special. Yeah,
0: and I think it does give us the opportunity to invite our family to ask harder questions about our queer relationships for us to say no mom if that if I came home and brought back a Kristen Stewart we would not end up together she would be with my ex and I would be heartbroken on the couch <laughs> and <there>. my
1: <laughs> ex in a very queer way would go to therapy go exactly. to therapy oh God, yes. and then go be in therapy. a healthy relationship also yes. very queer and
0: change and the and the wig would be gone the hair would be short and we would move on with that's our amazing. lives so there we go that's the queer version
2: <laughs> uh, all right Jane and well thank you so much for joining us today oh thank you guys for having me it was really fun
0: okay one more thing we know this year has been hard on everyone finding joy in anything to be thankful for has been brutal but let this wholesome tiktok from isaiah underscore nyc talking to a young boy on omegle give you the levity you need this evening do you have makeup on just a little bit do you are you a boy Yeah. You wanna be a girl? No, not at all. Do why do you have makeup and you have long hair? Cause you know, I like to feel pretty. But that doesn't mean I wanna be a girl. Well, I'm thankful for you. You're what? I'm thankful for you. Aww, that's so nice. You should be famous. Really? Mm-hmm. That's out of my control. Maybe one day. I'm going to go, God bless you, and give you the holy water (laughs) so you could go be famous and be really nice. Okay, thank you. I'll remember this. Bye. Bye.
1: Oh, this moment is just so pure. Isaiah was taken by surprise. He had to repeat, like, what did you just say? Because it was just such this pure, unexpected, genuine moment from this young boy.
0: Casey, before doing the show, I knew we were going to be listening to that again. So I watched it a bunch. So I didn't cry. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's just so pure you know Isaiah is giving you a fresh beat something very light something very midday housewife (laughs) and Isaiah's just kicking on this little platform that I've never been on and to be surprised by the purity of young people and I think that's for me as a through line today is that like when people are allowed to be their authentic selves love will find them and support will find them and I'm so excited for Elliot Page I'm so excited for Clee Duvall to tell her story I'm so excited for Isaiah NYC to be famous now which was out (laughs) of that person's control but this young person just made it happen (laughs) I love
1: all of this so much. I I also want to talk about this. When you have a young boy or girl like this or just a young person who has been untainted by society and that they are able just to see the world through their eyes and be nonjudgmental about it. It is just truly wonderful to see who they will grow and turn into. 100%. 100%.
0: It's lovely. So, everyone, homophobia is what you teach these young people. It's not innate. They can be like this young person and love us in our makeup midday. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today. Join us tomorrow when we are talking about the new Oxygen and Buzzfeed true crime special, The Case Died with Her.
1: And remember, I'm sorry, I forgot because once again, I was thinking about Kristen Stewart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Loving Kristen Stewart is uh, canonically gay. I love that. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories.
1: And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. News <sighs> O'Clock <sighs>
0: This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a
2: throw, what a catch.
0: Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch
2: the dog, G? Leaping grab of Ante Adams.
0: Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow. Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to nfl.com slash game pass to start your free trial today.